Moto America fans, it's time for another episode of Off Track with Carruthers and Bice. You'll laugh, you'll cry, and you may even learn something from this unlikely pair and their special guest. The mic is yours, Paul and Sean. Hello, everyone. If you uh, hear in the background the sound of motorcycles during this special video episode of Off Track with Crothers and Bices, because we're at uh, the Circuit of the Americas and we're at the official Dunlop preseason test for this 2021 season. And we're joined by today by our guest, Richie Escalante, who is the defending super sport champion in our series and actually the only rider in the whole paddock who's got a number one on his motorcycle. So, um, Pretty proud of having that number one, I would say. Thank you. Yes, I'm. I'm very happy to start the, this season, the 2021 season. So everything very good right now. For those of you that didn't pay attention last year, hopefully you all did. But in my opinion, there was two riders that had breakout seasons last year. Obviously, Cameron Bobier won his fifth Superbike Championship with us. But Richie's season in Supersport was amazing. I mean, there was a time when I thought he wasn't going to lose, you know. Right. So it was, he was very dominant. He has a good team with him. And uh, I thought you would maybe, I was hoping you would get a Superbike ride, but maybe one more year. Yes, the plan when finish the season, uh, you know, very special season with 13 wins. Uh, I tried to jump to Superbike and, you know, I tried... I try everything in my person and then no happens. So the second plan is stay in the class, uh, defend the, the title then, and put the number one in the bike. And then I hope for next year, have the opportunity to, to jump to Superbike class. When you, you're the champion, right? So you want to defend your championship. Is that the motivation? Or do, you, do you think I'm going to try to win every race? I mean, do you have those kind of goals? Yes, uh, for sure. Uh, it's difficult. Last year, uh, season very special, and it's hard to maybe to try to compare or try to improve last season. So, of course, I try to win more than 13 uh, races. This is my my motivate. And yes, I'm I'm happy to stay in the same team. I think when you stay a couple of years in the same team, you look feeling like you're on like second home, you know? So I'm, I'm happy to stay with these guys. One more, one more. So last year you came and you're very fit. You still look fit. Was it difficult this year when you're the champion? Did you just freaking eat donuts and drink beer or no? No, no, no. I'm, I'm still training the same. I think I train in a little bit more. Yeah. You know, you never know the, the rookies, riders coming to the junior cup. So... Maybe sometimes you surprise in the first races. And for sure, Sean is keep pushing. So I need to stay focused, to stay strong and ready for this season. Yeah, and those of you who are watching, of course, this podcast runs after we've recorded it. So as we speak, uh, Richie actually has one more practice session for the weekend. But so far in seven sessions, he's been the fastest rider on track by a pretty good margin. And I mean, last year we made a... Uh, we talked about this all the time. We talk about it on social media when we show our clips and it, of the 2020 season, Supersport was arguably the most exciting season we had in any of our our series, including Superbike. And it, the back and forth between Richie and Sean Dillon Kelly and Brandon Posh, of course, um, it was incredible. But yet you still managed to win 13 races and you're dominating this test right now. 
Do you think you're even stronger than you were last year? I think yes. I think uh, I understand a little bit better the bike, and I have a, a couple improvements in the setting to to try to ride in a little bit more easy. You know, this bike is uh, not easy to ride. Uh, it's a little bit more nervous to have more vibration on front. So this bike is tired to ride. You know, it's not easy to to stay in the same condition all race during the race. So. I try to work in on this to the bike more relaxed, you know, to, to, to more easy to ride. Now you talked to us on the way in, you're actually you're still riding the 2020 from last year, but you're going to have a 2021 by Atlanta or maybe no? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, right now I'm using the same bike, so the, the champion's bike uh, with the new rules. I don't have already the way, just the same bike, just put the new tires and go. You know, this is for... Just free to back, to recovery, to fill in again everything. And maybe in two weeks, I try the 2021, mm -hmm. uh, be ready for Atlanta. Okay, so the 2021, it's has more. It's going to have more weight on it than last year. How much more weight has does it have to have on it, or does it have on it? I think eight pounds. Eight pounds, okay. And you can put that weight anywhere you want, correct, on the motorcycle? I think so, yes. Okay, and I, sometimes I get too technical even for myself. Sorry about that, Richie. Yeah. But <laughs> do you think the, that's going to be a disadvantage to you, or how do you feel that weight's going to, what it's going to do to you? I don't know. It depends where put the, the weight. Uh, I think maybe maybe helps. I, I don't know. Right now, I'm not no scary about that. I'm maybe training a little bit more and not eating much in the... Before Atlanta, I lose a little bit weight, and then it's pretty similar, you know, the same like 2020. So I'm not scary, just the bike is the same, maybe with a couple new uh, settings. Yeah. And I think maybe the weight helps. Always when you have more weight, the bike, you have more pressure, so maybe helps to improve. Especially well, because the bike is nervous, you know? Settles well, it down, maybe. The, especially you say about it being nervous now. So I talked to Chuck Axlin, our chief operating officer, who famously worked with Kenny Roberts, and they developed their own bike over the years. And he said back in the GP days, they, would, they were always trying to get the bike as light as possible, but they would get some chatter in the suspension, between the suspension and the frame. He said sometimes they would actually add weight, and the weight would help uh, prove that you eliminate the chatter. Which is what you're saying. It might actually help balance the bike a little better. I think so. I think uh, it helps for sure. Okay. So <laughs> we'll see. So then, well, if it helps and he goes faster, we're gonna put forty pounds on him. <laughs> no, or the other way, make it you know take all the weight off. <laughs> yeah. Make it like a chattering, crazy fool kind of yeah. a motorcycle. Um, so I want to I want to go back in a little bit. We know that you've been with us since the beginning of Moto America, but your racing actually started in America during the AMA Pro Racing days, a couple of years before Moto America. Tell us how you got involved in American ra road racing. Yes, of, uh, I'm starting in Mexico first to racing in mini bikes in different championships. And after that, I start first in Europe. I raced uh, 2009, 2010, uh, the Cuna de Campeones School. Pretty similar, like uh, Rookie's Cup, mm -hmm. but this is from Valencia Circuit, the Miralles family. So very nice, very nice school in that school in that moment. Uh, Franco Morbidelli race, Jorge Navarro, uh, right. different riders. You know, the right now is racing in Moto GP. So I learning a lot, and then after that, I try to race the Film Repsol uh, in one to five, 
and then not happens. So I'm training in Valencia with different persons to to help me to understand this sport a little bit more and understand not only you need to fast in the bike, you need to train in mental, a couple different exercise, mini bike, supermoto, everything to you improve your yourself and go. So and then I raced Moro two one year in 2012, and then you know it's expensive to race uh, in Europe. So I back to Mexico again. I win the championship in Mexico, and then take the decision to why not try uh, America, uh, you know, America to to maybe better, more easy, maybe drive to there, and it's, it's why I start. So my first race is in 2013 in Barber. In that moment, you have the same two classes, like Super Sport, and you have the Daytona Sport bike. So the year before I raced Moto2, I say, I'm ready for the sport bike. <laughs> and then, big, uh, big, you know, I'm surprised the level and yes, in that moment, yes. And his kids, Cameron Bobia, yeah? Yes, yeah. and more riders. It's like Gagne, yeah, yeah. Uh, Rich Polia, Pascarella, Solis, Di Salvo. Right. Yeah, I'm surprised a little bit. I finished behind these guys, like 40 seconds to the first. And then I say, okay, I like this this country, so I try again. And then in 2014, I tried three times. Daytona, uh, Barber Motorsport again, and then New Jersey. Uh, but I, I don't race the sport bike. I race the super sport bike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before the like, super stop, that, that year is... Okay, so you didn't race in 2014, then you didn't race in the Daytona 200. No. You were in super sport so, that year. Super okay. Sport. So I'm another big, uh, another surprise me, I never ride Daytona. So it's, it's no easy track, <laughs> fast. And I think it's my, I finished 16, my first, my first time there. So... Pretty. I'm not so happy about that. And then in Barber, improve a little bit. I finished, I think, top five, top six. And then in New Jersey, feeling good. But then I have some problem in my clutch. And then lose position, I finish seven, eight. So, so you're... Impre- and and that, in that year, I win the national championship in Mexico on the best class. In the wow. 600. What, what, okay, that was a 600 equivalent to... What, what our super sport is now, probably? Yes. Okay. Pretty similar. So your improvement has been big. Like, you didn't come in winning second, third. You came in back, and you've... Yes. I, I, I mean, my first race, 16. When my, in, in the sport bike, I finished 10. And then 6, 7, 8. But I have my team, my father and brother's team, mm-hmm. you know? So nobody helped me. Just my dad prepared the bike. Wow. And it's more difficult. And then in 15, uh, a little bit different. It's okay. It's time to compete uh, completely serious and go. So in stock 600 here, yeah. I'm starting super stock. Yeah, yeah. Super stock class. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, everything ready. Go to Atlanta. But then uh, Chop Graves start to help me about the engines, electronics, suspension. And then it's why with my back is very good mechanic and my brother speak English very well, everything together and go. And I finished second in the first race behind Joe. So say, okay, it's, it's better. It's better. I have better bike, I'm also I can do this. and let's go. Yeah, I finished sub-champion that year. 
And you, do, is your background, is, does your family have a background in motorcycles? Yes. Oh, tell, talk about that a little bit, about your, your family's history. Oh, well, my, my father raised before, starting in the 90s. So raised in Mexico so many years and raised the Latin American Championship in South America. And is winner three times in 250 GP. Hmm. So I'm come to to race the Amapro racing too, a couple races at Daytona. Yeah. And yeah, my dad of course that love the sport. Uh, is in that moment very fast. Is I think he's one of the best riders in Mexico. And then like the mechanics too. So for me it's really for me it's easy to to win my dad. He's prepare my bikes, uh, the motocross bike, the mini bikes. Always support me, going with me to training. And then my brother likes to. My brother race, race two times on Daytona. Yeah. Uh, hmm. In 2006, 2007. Oh, wow! And, and race one year in the film Repsol in the Kawasaki Cup 600. One year. Wow. And then win a, a couple, a couple championships uh, races in Mexico. So. It, so it's, it's like more a sport family always. Yeah, a big, a huge background in it. Your father's first name is Pablo. Yes, I knew that's that. That's a good name. Yeah. Pablo. So I was gonna say that's his <laughs> yes. name, Pablo. Does he seem like your dad? <laughs> you, think, you, wanna, you can call him dad if you want. Or Pablo, I'm too old to be his dad. I'm grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But I, I think I've seen sometimes. Pablo Escalante has commented on our social media when we run your stuff. Yeah, so. he always yeah, so. puts Mexican flags, I think. Yes. Yeah, yeah, in different parts to the TV scene. <laughs> yeah. Yes, always, yeah. <laughs> you know, Richie, I, I've never told Paul this, and I haven't mentioned this, uh, even that I was going to say this on the podcast. But I'm I scared. Have, and I always scare Paul with <laughs> this. I have a nickname for you. Um, I call, I tell my wife what your name is. Your name is El Guapo. You know that does yeah, that yeah, means yeah. the handsome one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're El Guapo to me. <laughs> my wife says, "Stop saying that all the time." And I said, "No, I'm. I love you, my to my wife." But I said, "But he's El Guapo." Yeah, it's pretty, you know. And, yeah, and your girlfriend <laughs> you feels that? the same way, right? Uh -huh. Does she call you that too? Yeah. Um, no. 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 <laughs> no. no. Just, just you. <laughs> anyway, anyway, let's return yeah. to racing talk a little bit. So uh, well, I wanted to bring up, I remember this, uh, that year, I don't know if it was when you started the year. Tell us about, you broke your leg pretty badly. Tell us about that. Yes, when finished 2015, uh, in that moment, Humberto Baca raced in the Superstore class. Oh! So my normal riding style, I like to slide in, in the entry of the corner. Yeah, so Humberto see. in that moment is faster, but not too much. So I, sometimes I pass. And Humberto start to, ah, I like this guy, you know, he's freaking like this, aggressive. And then I start talking with Humberto and say, hey, Richie, I love the sport. Maybe next year I have one big team. Uh, when you have teammate, what do you think? I say, okay, you support me, let's go. And then when finish 15, finish champion behind Joe Roberts, uh, I signed with Humberto in December, I think. So it's funny, like, in that moment, I going to Thunder Hill track to test him. And in 2015, Joe Roberts raced with Josh Herring. So I tried the Herring bikes, super sport. And then I test him and in the state battle in that test. 
and say, oh, these guys no, no stop, you know, finish the season all year together. And then in December, they start. And okay, I'm feeling good. I say, okay, I race super stuff, then go for the championship. And then in, yeah, in December, I broken my leg, my tibia and pyrone uh, in the street. I have a, a big mistake in the scooter bike and the plan changed a lot. Wow. You, were you, were you, uh, were you devastated? Were you really sad about that? Did that really affect you? Yes. Uh, difficult that moment to say uh, I broken, uh, maybe no the same level, maybe, maybe not ready for the season. And then I take injury in Mexico, feeling great. And after two months, Humberto tell me, okay, Rich, it's time to test. February in 2016, I broke him first in December 15. I come to Thunder Hill. That track is very nice and good to test the bikes. And I have a big mistake. This, you have the first corners is two left long corners. And then you in the trunk tree, you change to right. So I waited a little bit in the pits and my team tells you need to ride one lap, entry and it's time to launch. Just one lap relaxing entry and stop one hour i call the tires call a little a little bit i know i know 100 i win i you know i need to help to put in the bike and in the trunk tree i have a big high side i'm broken again and i broken my knee my knee so you broke your knee and did you break your other part again yeah, a little bit which is the tibia fibula, so, fibula which is the lower yes. part of his leg so big big uh, difficult moment and then very difficult to back again. I back, I think in the train round in mm. Virginia. I lose New Year in that in that year in sixteen. Raced New Year's Day two times. Right. So and I think I went to that Thunderhill test and I got there at lunch and he just been oh, taken away. Really? Yeah. Oh boy. Yes, yes, yes. <sighs> so difficult to recovery and then after that, stay by stay by improving. Right now I'm one hundred percent. But for sure, my left corner changed a little bit. I don't have the same power to to put in the rear. Okay. Yeah. So to this day, that injury has affected how you ride. You you do you, are you not able to get your knee down as much on the left versus right, or is it a hanging off the bike? What can't you do the same on both sides? Just change a, li a little bit. You know, I think no too much time to recovery. So I I look very skinny. So I'm not recovery 100%, so I don't have the same power, that's it. So okay. when cycling, I have more power with the right. When running, more power, I push in more with the right. And so in, in running, you just go in circle? <laughs> <laughs> For me, it's better, you know, always pain. Uh, and then in the bike, the same. In left corner, I change a little bit my style, not the same before. But right now, I'm feeling good. But then I improve a lot the right corners. Wow. So I'm, I'm, I love the right corners, like my favorite. Hmm. So in one track just right, I prefer. Which is strange, right? I mean, you think about flat track, it seems like, for me, it's more comfortable to go left. Isn't that the same way for you, Paul? I think it's... Yeah, yeah. But, but in Europe, it's not that way. Right, oh, okay. It depends, you know, Europe, most of the tracks go that way. Well, that's and true. And those guys are more, because they don't have, they didn't grow up just going this way. You yeah, know? yeah. Yes. Is it a strength thing? Is it like your leg strength in the left isn't is quite as much as your right? No, yours. It's the same. It's the same. Okay. You, I think you're fortunate that 
you that Sean Dillon that you have Sean Dillon Kelly to race with, don't you think? Because I think it makes you both keep making your level higher. Like if Sean would have gone somewhere else this year, then you'd yes, be like, so sure. what do I yeah, do? And same, rookie riders, and same, same for him, you know, he might not have that. Yeah, for sure, it's really that, good to, yeah. to both race again. Yeah, I you can measure yourself all the time. Yeah, for sure, improve a little bit. Because right now, the times is close to the record laps. So the level is good, mm -hmm. just not too much riders, just maybe five, six riders in yeah. very good level, and then a little bit change a little bit the level. Right. Now, you you two, you, you get along well. I know there was times last year when it's a little bit friction because of the bike, the bike talk and all that stuff. You seem to, you seem to handle that okay. Like you, you, you never like, you never, you know, you never got angry. I mean, if maybe you were angry inside, but you never did on the surface. No, Joe, of, of course it's not easy. Right. Uh, to last year, uh, when talking everything about the bike, no, to, not so easy. Okay, I like to say, oh, Richie win, uh, Richie's fast, you know, not Richie win. For the bike. For the bike. So I don't like that. Uh, so I'm happy to this more way. Maybe helps a little bit. Right, right. Um, yeah, I'm pretty, for me, the most possible to stay the same, the level in the bikes, like the Suzuki or the Kawasaki, for me, is the best, you know? Right. <laughs> It's hard because, I mean, for Sean last year, he would, he would, talk about the other issue really but he would he would always have respect for you as, as a rider yes. and your fans sometimes wouldn't quite understand that you know yeah the fans is is attack it's normal you know <laughs> yeah uh, sometimes you need to stay in the paddock to understand a little bit better right and yeah the relationship with Sean in the paddock is good hi how are you and for sure good luck and in the track is an attack you know yeah <laughs> time to attack and But it's, it's, it's funny, it's, it's very Italian rider, very fast, and I'm happy to race with him. You're, you're, you're one of these riders that, you're such a nice guy, Richie, I love talking to you, but you're a fierce competitor. You get on the track and it's all about racing. Um, is that just, have you always been like that? Are you very, a really highly competitive individual in general? Do you just change your mindset when you're on a motorcycle? Yeah, um, I think in normal normal life, I like to win in everything, but not like like crazy, you know. <laughs> right uh, right now, like especially this year, uh, I'm very confident. So I have always tried to to push in a lot, like this test, still pushing, and every lap, me feeling like I'm in the race and always pushing and right. And I start training, and my time is improved. So just I need to. It's a little bit more smart and relax a little bit. Because right now I'm feeling so great and so good so far. You know, like I'm I'm ready to to go. So it's good feeling to to relax a little bit. <laughs> well, it sure is showing. I mean, seven sessions this these past two days been fastest in every session. You got one more session to go, which is why we have to kind of let Richie go so he can get ready to get out there and, and uh, make it uh, in his eighth session and, and hopefully be at the top of the charts again. But thanks so much for being on with us. I mean, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah it was nice having you. Yeah. Thank you. And good luck this season. Thank you. Thanks, guys.